Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome to part two of this week's Clash of the Titles, the podcast that pits two movies with something in common in a fight to the death to see which one comes out victorious. On Monday's episode, we revisited the movie Jurassic Park stomped underfoot in 1993's Last Action Hero, which means today we're heading back to 2007 as Disney try and enchanters with Enchanted. You'll never save her now. When the clock strikes 12, she'll be dead. Unless, unless... It's not possible. It couldn't be me. Don't you I see? barely know her. I've hey. only known her for a few days. It has to be. So, Robert, it's okay. So which film will have a happy ending? We'll have a winner at the end of this show, so let's get it on. Welcome to Clash of the Titles. Release the Kraken! Hello, Clash Potters. She's a seriously confused woman who's fallen into our laps. <laughs> I'm Alex Zane. I'm Vicky Cross. <laughs> I'm Chris Tilly. Why did you point at Vicky? <laughs> what? I was just doing a quote and I, I, I made a random gesture, Chris. I don't know why you'd associate me gesturing to Vicky. Bit, bit rude. A seriously confused woman. Aww. Yeah. God love you. <laughs> uh, right, welcome to part two of this week's Clash. This is a fantasy face-off as Last Action Hero versus Enchanted. As you well know, one film will be declared the winner in the verdict at the end of the show. Before we get into it, though, Chris, what's happening in January? 
Um, well, it's Fan January. We, we need to find a name for it. We've fan, got a name for fan it. Fan January. <laughs> That's January. fun, isn't it? We're like, we just, we just really need to crack that name. So we've got fan a name. Fan January. How do we? How do we combine those two words? Janufanny. I can't figure it out. <laughs> uh, where you are gonna pick the shows for us? Normally, I do that. But <laughs> 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 On this occasion, funny because it's true. For a month, you're gonna pick our pairings. Uh, email them to show at clashpod.com. And if you can, send us a little message why. Why you like the films. Why you think we should talk about them. What your opinions of the movies are. Because it really does make a difference. Um, any advice for, for people? D- don't pick too obscure films. Right. Probably not only too, too obscure films. Don't pick films that aren't available. He's showing the working out. I know. That's, but that's really important, isn't it? It's important. Yeah, the films have to be available <laughs> yeah, in the UK. Easily, easily accessible. Yeah. Um, anything else? Oh, yeah, don't pick films we've done already. Yes. We aren't going to do them a second time. (laughs) We get a lot of them. I'd almost uh, suggest you listen to the show and try and get inside Chris's head, but it's a terrifying place. And we've not managed it, and we see him every single week. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, what's the address again? Uh, Show at clashpod.com. And they are only accessible. Uh, They're only only (laughs) included in the mix if they're written in an email format, right? Don't tweet us with them. No. No. I was thinking about saying maybe put them in an iPhone iTunes review to encourage <laughs> iTunes reviews. Oh, no. Nice. We'll, 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 he we'll, is clever. That's because of his job. That is clever. <laughs> Algorithm. Algorithm. What is it? SEO. He's good. He's so good. So, yeah, I guess if you want to do that, it wouldn't, wouldn't be okay. the worst Just thing in the world. Just say it or don't say it, Chris. Yeah. Just, <laughs> all, right, all right. Maybe do it. <laughs> So you can enter uh, Fanuary with your suggestions either on email or by leaving us an Apple review on Apple Podcasts. I tell you what, do both. Yeah. In fact, they're only eligible <laughs> if both emailed in for ease, but also appear on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we've already had a bunch come in, though, and they're great. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really good. Oh, it's good. exciting. I love it. It's like Christmas. I love it. And you know full well it's going to run into February, Fanny. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So let's do this. On Monday, Chris called action in a heroic way, which means today it's time to get busy with Disney. Let me take you on a journey. When Princess Giselle is cast from her animated fairy tale kingdom into modern day New York, she brings with her a childlike naivety and simpleness. Which is why it's fucking creepy as shit that Robert (laughs) falls madly in love with her. So let's ignore the really troubling part about an adult man falling in love with a woman who is basically a child and ask ourselves what Giselle really offers Robert. A non-threatening woman who makes her own clothes, money saver. She cleans up your shit tip of an apartment without being asked. Excellent. And in fact, Robert never finds out she's maxed out his platinum credit card during the movie because I imagine that's a deal breaker right there. Also, what man has a platinum credit card and is a partner at a law firm and is happy to live in literal filth with his child? A cheap man. So, to summarise, Robert is a cheap, creepy weirdo, and I imagine the sequel Disenchanted Out Now features him in jail. <laughs> Clash Potters, for your consideration, family-friendly Disney movie Enchanted. But he's, he's very handsome. He's so dreamy. <laughs> he's he's so not, dreamy. Do you know what? He's not my type. What? Yeah, he's too... I don't he's like... He's too pretty. He's too... Yeah. yeah. Did you grow up on him? No. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Fetish. <laughs> Did you watch those teenage films in the eighties that he was the lead of? They were sort of second tier teen movies that didn't all make it into the cinema. Everyone I, I've spoken I've no to about the, is, really. this episode is a big PD fan. Yeah, but um, that's mainly I think mainly from Grey's Anatomy. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've got that. 
Yeah, I like ju- dreamy. Just, he was called. Yeah, yeah. He just doesn't. He's just, but that's good. I can because I can watch this film without sort of being in that headspace. I he's thought, just not doesn't. Do it hang me. on, wait, wait, wait. Rewind because Dylan Dylan McDermott. Yeah. In Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street in yeah. that knitwear, you're fine with that because I put them on the sort of a level of playing field I'd as far like, as I'd, beautifulness I'd, goes. The knitwear really kicks it up a notch. Right. But as two men, they, they, they are, I can see how handsome they are. It's just not my thing. It's just too perfect. Okay. I don't like them. Okay. A little bit of grit. In your oyster, isn't it? To make a beautiful pearl. No one likes grit in the oyster. <laughs> but to make a beautiful pearl. Sure, sure, sure. But, you know, I mean, how often do you go pearl diving? The You're more likely to eat an oyster and you don't want grit in that. I can't eat oysters, can I? I'm allergic to them. I didn't know that. Yeah, it make me violently sick. If you want to kill me, just tip. Give me some oysters. You'd have to force mm. me to. Yeah, write it down. <laughs> Honestly, it's bad. Sorry, sorry. It's bad. Both, spell oysters? both did the same gag. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really, it's really violent. Like... They've got to come out. Sorry, no one asked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I was pretending to write oysters down. Yeah, Chris, did, too. did you say, tell us about what it's like when yeah. you throw up? I was writing it down and holding it up. <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, all right, so uh, histories with this movie. First watch for me, uh, because it's a children's fucking movie. Oh, because we never do them. So. <laughs> we don't. We did E.T. E.T.'s not really just, a The last section movie. here is a PG. We just did that. We do children's films all the time. Not like this. This is like for like four. I don't who, know. Who framed Roger Rabbit? That's <laughs> not a kids' film. That's not a kids' film. Jessica Rabbit is not in a kids' film. <laughs> what you do- Sorry, don't make up new rules. Oh, I'm not making up a new rule. This film is for like whatever you call that eight toddlers. This is for kids who still bang into shit. <laughs> oh, he's come with an agenda, Vicky. I'm just telling he's you. He's come with fit. an agenda. I felt, I, I, honestly, I felt like. I felt like Robert, a, a, a creepy weirdo, you know sitting watching interested. this movie on my sofa. I was like, if someone walked in now, they'd be like, are you okay? Are you having a crisis? I didn't realise you hadn't seen it because I thought you were quiet when it came up on the list mm. because it's not your cup of tea at all. Oh, you're not fucking wrong. <laughs> but the fact that you did not mention this, I thought, oh, he's, he understands. It's, you know, it's very well loved and all the rest of it. It's bewildering is what it is. <laughs> I mean, who loves this? It, and I've got, listen, I'm not just going to come and attack this movie. I've got really good reasons yeah. for why this is a piece of no, shit. No, it's good to have a fresh perspective. Mm. It's okay. just, you know, some, it was a long time ago, and when you see things for the first time, to, like kind of like too late, you, you do feel complete. You can sometimes be so... so... Tell me your story, then. It's not that big a story. I just watched it when the minute it was on telly, <clears throat> for free, um, on an easy hangover day. I don't know where it was, I don't know when it was, and I just had a really nice time and just enjoyed it. Like, my thing with Disney is not that complicated. Like, I'm not, like, banging to Disney... I don't like. I've never been to Disneyland, but I really would like to go. Right. But I would rather go without the children because okay. I I do like a theme park, and obviously it's like ultimate theme park. So you're not into Disney in the way Disney uh, into Disney, and that's why this movie is rubbish because it fails at the most basic level of being able to laugh at Disney because you can't laugh at Disney. I know that's it is. Yeah, I don't know. But then um, I was raised like we all were on a lot of Disney products, no. so it does kind of work. It's it's in my brain somewhere. Fine, fine, incorrect, Chris. Yeah, mine was quite similar to you. I, I thought the premise was great, but I didn't like it enough to want to see it in the cinema. Yeah, yeah. So I watched it when it was on telly and thought, oh, yeah, that's that nice. That's nice, wasn't that's it? Nice. Yeah. There's one thing in it, there's oh, one particular what? aspect of yeah. it I think is really funny. Yeah. And, yeah, that's about it. But I didn't give it much of a second thought until I was trying to think of what we could pair Last Action Hero with. Yeah. Which is tricky. Would you like to know a little bit about the movie that neither of you seem that into, weirdly? <laughs> 
Okay. So the most interesting thing about this is the script. Um, Considering what a love letter to Disney the final film is, it was actually written on spec by a writer named Bill Kelly over three years as a very different movie. An R-rated adult comedy in the vein of Fast Times at Richmond High and American Pie. A film I would have loved to have seen. Uh, It sounds like uh, from little snippets online that the original movie was going to poke a lot more fun at Disney like the unrealistic proportions of their animated women in their 2D cartoons, so that when Giselle lands in New York as a physical manifestation of a Disney princess, <laughs> she she's immediately walk. mistaken yeah. for a stripper. Well, and, yeah. and then she'll topple over. Yep. She'll <laughs> exactly. But it sounds like this was like, it was going for the jugular, mm. yeah. which obviously the final film doesn't it, do. It wasn't a musical either, was it? It wasn't a musical. No. No, it wasn't a musical. But weirdly, Disney get this script, and Bill Kelly's been told Disney aren't going to go for this. They go for And clearly, and this is why it's so depressing. I mean, it's not depressing because Bill Kelly gets paid $450,000 for this movie in 1997 is when it gets bought. Really? 1997. So, so more money or the same money as Last Action Hero. Exactly. Yeah. Except split between two on that and Bill Kelly got the whole thing. And also that's adjust for inflation. Carry on. Right. Yeah, but not, not much different though. Yeah. 1993 and 97. Let's oh, adjust for inflation. Carol. All right, do, do then. Do. Adjust for inflation, Vicky. All right. Well, I'm, I'm being serious. At is, 3%. Oh, my God. If you've listened to Monday's episode, this is Vicky's get, This is her comeback for the Al Leong bit. <laughs> Just adjust it by 3% a year. Sorry to be boring, but there you go. Okay. Uh, and that's up with knockdown. <laughs> Carry on. Uh, so... Disney own it, but I find that fascinating. So it it takes a full 10 years between when Bill Kelly sells the script to when it actually appears on screen. Because he gets uh, his $450,000 in 1997, adjusted for inflation, blah, 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 blah. And Disney now own it, and Bill Kelly gets fired. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Exactly the same as Last Action Hero, though. So I I couldn't find it. I I listened to an interview with Bill Kelly uh, much further down the line, and it's, uh, it's not clear whether Disney offered him the chance to rewrite it and he refused or he tried to rewrite it and they didn't like his new draft or they simply fired him but according to Kelly what happens then is it gets rewritten several times in his words at the cost of lots and lots of money he doesn't mention inflation (laughs) Uh, and this is much to his frustration Uh, so some of the writers Disney bring in and you can immediately see what they're doing Uh, one of the Toy Story 2 writers has a go a writer of Ants has a go a couple of writers from the Penguins of Madagascar have a go they just—they've got this script. I just—it's that thing. It's like, are they? Do I you mean, think they y- bought it so that someone else couldn't do it and fuck them up, kind of thing? As in, take the piss oh, out of their stuff. So you buy hmm. it, you take it off the market. Yep. And then maybe someone's like, well, we'll just throw some money and maybe see what comes out in the wash. It's nothing to them, kind of thing. Hmm. But if you're right, I mean, obviously the, the IP would be an issue and. It might never see the light of day with the rival production because it might be tied up in court forever. But maybe someone could sneak it past with enough sort of wink, wink references that you get it. And it would be terrible for you, for Disney, you know. Well, it's, 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 like, it's like Arnie it. says, isn't it? Well, it, we like the idea. We don't like the execution. Yeah. Well, there's a revolving door of directors as well. Rob Marshall, John Turtletaub. And Adam Shankman, uh, who actually just directed the sequel, Disenchanted, which at the time of recording this isn't out, so I can't comment on it, but I'm sure it's really great. Uh, uh, at the time, Disney was looking at maybe either Reese Witherspoon or Kate Hudson for the mm. role of Giselle. So, cut to 2005. So, eight years after he sold the script out of the blue, who gets a call? 
Old Bill Kelly. Lovely. Old Bill Kelly. Beautiful. Um, that is set up and pay off. <laughs> <laughs> it's your perfect three-act structure. Yeah, playing the long game. Bill. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hiya, Bill. <laughs> you right? Are you, are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Hello, Bill. What's going on? We're friends, aren't we? Busy. Busy. <laughs> Do you want to be? Do you want to make a bit of money? A bit of that hard-earned mouse house cash? <laughs> yeah, they ask him to come back on board as a writer. And at this point... Everything changes for Kelly. So like I said, I listened to an interview with him. Uh, This is after the movie's come out. Eight years away from his script, he said, having had a lot of distance, I could look at it now and say, this is what I do differently. I wrote a new draft in eight weeks and then things moved pretty fast. It immediately got greenlit. Is it distance or is it going, shit, I haven't sold anything else in eight years. <laughs> what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> Let's collaborate. I think my original script is a bit too adult and it took the piss out of Disney. I mean, oh. the central idea is good, 100%. Songs, you say? Let's make it a musical. <laughs> I love musicals. I've had some distance and all I could think was musical. <laughs> <laughs> so it's greenlit. Um, Disney hire uh, Kevin Lima at this point uh kevin lima kevin lima i don't know uh, as a director uh, he's directed both 2d animation with the tarzan movies and live action with 102 dalmatians uh kelly calls kevin uh, inclusive and collaborative they did a new draft together and now when bill kelly looks at the film he calls it what you wanted it to be and more. Not, not what you want, not, no, Bill. Not what you wanted it <laughs> to be. That's a lie. It's what you What you eventually wanted it to be. What you've decided is the, it's the sensible <laughs> move. <laughs> but he says, uh, he, he says, Amy Adams and even more so James Marsden, his words, uh, fleshed out his characters in ways he couldn't imagine. He wouldn't change anything. Very happy how it turned out. Right. So casting-wise... Disney want a name uh, for the role of Giselle, uh, but uh, Kevin Lima wants an unknown. Uh, despite having an Oscar nomination for Junebug, uh, Adams was still relatively unknown. She'd done Talladega Nights, but only in a small role. Mm. Um, Catch Me If You Can, she was really good in. Oh, yes. Was that before this? Mm-hmm. I thought oh, she was in before Junebug, yeah. yeah. She, okay. she was pretty well known. <laughs> she, when you but get an Oscar nomination. I've seen, I remember the fuss about her in Junebug. Like, she's really, yeah, this she's girl, amazing. But she's I amazing seen it. in it. She's, she's so good in it. Mm. This is her breakthrough, though, isn't it? Because. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah. Fact. I mean, she still had to audition. According to reports, 300 actors were auditioned for the role of Giselle, of which she was one. And um, Disney uh, said. Uh, Lima was allowed Adams if the other roles were household names. So then we get Patrick Dempsey, who was a huge star of Grey's Anatomy, as you said. Uh, have, have, you, have you ever watched Grey's Anatomy? No, I no. haven't. I know people that are so, so mm. into it. Yeah, like, I've seen too. clips of it and is bits it of it, on? and I get what it is. Uh, it'll, it's all, never, it'll never end. It's on Disney now, yeah. Oh, wow. Catherine Heigl, right? Uh, yes. Back in the day, yeah. Okay. I don't think she's still in it. No, I don't either. I doubt it. Well, yeah. Her character off, spoiler. It, it didn't end, yeah, it didn't end well with <laughs> On screen or off. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, at, le- at, least, uh, at least she came out of there uh, knocked up smiling. I've, do you know what? Not to even go over this. I understand why you're not allowed to like, bite the hand that feeds you in that system. What she said about knocked up is not the end of the world. What she's did like, she say? She was right. Me. She's right. She's like, the women are shrew-like and the guys are just dudes hanging out. Yeah. They get all the comedy. I love knocked up and she's absolutely right. Yeah, I love knocked up. And she sits there and she's like, me, I'm pregnant and I can't get into this club. 
warm weather and all the you know, they get so <laughs> I've seen you do that. <laughs> hey, I'm singing. I'm singing to the car. It was there outside the ground show a few weeks ago. <laughs> I tried to get in here when I was pregnant. You wouldn't let me in. And now I can come in because I'm not pregnant. <laughs> and all the and I'm with Alex. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and all the boy, the boys, you know that that dirty man competition. They just get these little jokes that don't add to the narrative, but they just get to have fun, and the women don't. And then everyone's like, "Kill the witch!" Like she, <laughs> she said something negative. No, 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 that's not true. Not everyone. Only the men involved in the that's film true, in very yeah. powerful positions in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> Did you the episode? I was like, "Well, I've read what Catherine said. And I'm very disappointed." It's like, okay, cool. What, like, whatever. I'll take it with your wife. Like, I just don't. I don't know. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> she's thought about, about this a lot I was mad tell Leslie Mann about it why don't you <laughs> yeah. and the Grey's Anatomy thing didn't she? Didn't they put her up for an award and she said I don't think I deserve it I've not been in enough scenes this year so you have to be in a certain amount of t- run time to be nominated in the first place and her producers put her up for it because they just do oh, and she sort of yeah mm. but the thing is I don't know maybe she was like guys give it to someone else kind of thing no Somebody's been in it long. <laughs> no one ever has ever done that. No, I know. I mean, God bless you for this silver linings that you're <laughs> creating here. No, I no, no actor has ever gone, I'm up for an award. I just don't think I've earned it. Really don't do that. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so Patrick Dempsey was in Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Uh, then you got James Marsden. He'd been Cyclops and X-Men, Superman Returns. He auditioned for the role of Robert uh, before the role of Robert had been cast, but he wanted to play Prince Edward because it was more fun and he didn't want to play the straight man, which is weird considering he has basically played the Robert character in so many different movies. Hop, two Sonic films. Yeah. That's the Robert role. He now does that perfectly. Yeah. And then you've got uh, Pre-Elsa in Frozen, Adele Dazeem, uh, who's very good in this. What did you just say? <laughs> See, he's having a bit of fun. <laughs> he's doing. He's doing a John Travolta. Oh, fine. Okay. At the Oscars, right. when he was meant to introduce her to perform okay, a song God, from sorry, Frozen. My heart. Like, yeah. sorry, of I just thought I saw. I saw you. I, I, as I wrote, it, I was like, Vicky's going to have a heart attack. No, but do, aren't you pleased? I was like, hey, 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 listen, yeah, just we can cut this great. out. You but... got my back. You got okay. my back. Yeah, he go, and it's it's the reason it's so fantastic is because he really. Travolta's it just before he introduces her so he's going full like Travolta almost in character he's like the wickedly talented Adele (laughs) Dazeem and everyone's like oh (laughs) that's going viral oh no yeah I mean they did uh, they did they did a makeup the following year where she gets his name wrong as she brings him on fine it's nice it completes the circle but then he sort of starts touching her face too much why is this happening (laughs) Can you not get this right? (laughs) Anyway, Adina Menzel uh, is in this uh, and loved being asked to perform as an actor and not be a singer in it. Uh, So she was chuffed to be in it. Uh, Big hit, 85 million. Cost made 340 million, which is obviously why we've got a sequel. Came out on Disney Plus last week, as I've mentioned. I haven't seen it. Shall we go through this film? Sure. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Love the start. Oh, I did. Yeah. Normally we were like, oh, the universal thing went on fire or whatever. It's like, I don't care. And then the castle, this is what I mean about being in my brain. Yeah. You see the castle, I'm like, I don't care. I'm not really into Disney. And I'm like, mm, okay. And then we go through the castle. 
<laughs> I, like, my Up little, into the window. Yeah, my childhood self was like, oh, I want to go to I've never castle. been in the castle before. <laughs> yeah. This is a first. I and, really want to go. Also, hearing Julie Andrews' voice, it's so unmistakable. <laughs> yeah. It sort of puts you at ease. Well, that's what they said about Amy Adams' performance in this. It was like her Mary Poppins. The effect that it had on her career was the same as Julie yeah, Andrews playing a, Mary Poppins. Yeah. So we immediately find out that Queen Nerissa's uh, got a plan to stop Prince Edward, her stepson, I believe, marrying because then she'll lose the throne. Do you like the name Queen Nerissa V? Um, yes. D- is it? I, this is what I thought when I heard the way I was like Nerissa, Narcissa, Narcissist. Yes. She does love herself. That's it. That's the line. There. Okay, yep. so you do like it. All right. Yep. Um, we open. And wonderful 2D animated Andalasia and meet Giselle and her woodland friends. And, um, a, and a sex doll that she's made. <laughs> yeah, sex scarecrow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hot. It's, yeah. it's so got, weird. Just got to give him some lips. <laughs> what? It is yeah. weird. It's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, she's she's on her own surrounded by animals. You're immediately going to make a sex doll. How long has she been on her own? We don't know. It's a, it's a, I guess sex mannequin mm. is yeah. the official term. Yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, what? It's, it's one of two things. You make a creepy sex doll or you or... fuck a chipmunk. So... She, what her? Yeah, what I'm tra- trying to do here is I'm taking a, a, a beautiful Disney Enchanted episode and yeah. I'm mentioning bestiality for the first time on the podcast. I don't think it's the first time. God, <laughs> no, it's not. But fine. It's not. It's not. Uh, let me just check the scorecard. Seventeen. <laughs> so far, seventeen. Um, so they uh, wanted Giselle as a hand-drawn animated character to be a cross between Amy Adams. And a classic Disney princess. She looks like a classic Disney princess. Right. Uh, but they didn't want her to make her a, a caricature. Uh, so they decided they wanted Giselle as, and I'm quoting here, a forest girl, an innocent nymph with flowers in her hair and a bit of a hippie. So a total caricature then. Yeah, she looks like every Disney princess you've ever seen. Massive eyes, tiny nose, tiny waist, mm. all of that. Well, I mean, Kevin Lima describes her as about 80% Snow White with some traits borrowed from Cinderella and Princess Aurora from Sleeping Beauty, although her spunkiness comes from... <laughs> I just don't like that word. <laughs> For lots of reasons. I just think it's... Tell, tell us some. The reason... Well, the, the, the connection to Spunk. a slang term for bodily fluids. But also, when people are there, she's just so spunky. Like, it's so old-fashioned. Mm. And I just don't like what it suggests. Not because of the semen thing, but just like... George uh, from Famous Five, she was spunky. Yeah, mm. yeah. What does that mean? Yeah, uh, well, her spunkiness... Yeah, it's because she's a lesbian. Her spunkiness. <laughs> it comes from Ariel in The Little Mermaid. Giselle's does. Yes. Right, yes. Yeah. Uh, again, as you know, I, I've not seen a lot of these movies. I've not seen Snow White, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty or The Little Mermaid. Oh, OK. So I mean, we've, got, we've got some planning to do. Yeah, we? brilliant. Animation month with Alexei. I do find cartoon women hot. So, <laughs> But that's the trouble. Let's just get into this. OK. The way that they're drawn is to, is to make you... Now, I don't want to throw you under the bus, but <laughs> if you... But, but I'm about to throw you under... <laughs> the reason we are drawn to Disney characters is because they... Yeah. Because they're hot, yeah. They're drawn like children. What? Yeah, so children, babies, I'm big Robert. eyes. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. Robert in this film. And it's tipped over. Obviously, there's you know, I'm not saying it's that, but it's like there is obviously there's a bit of a murky line because it's not they're not they're not drawn like 
child faces, they're drawn very innocent and they're drawn very guileless and very open. Do you know what I mean? Open face, big eyes. But we are drawn to children because they've got these big innocent eyes and you want to look after them. I'm not drawn to children. I'd just like to put that out there. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, don't be like, sorry. I am. Right. In a maternal sense because they've got the big eyes and they look all innocent and you have to look after them because mm. something inside you makes you do that. And if Yeah, you look, I want to look after Disney princesses. In a very different way, I suppose. I mean, I, she's... But you she's a woman before. in need. She's made a sex mannequin. If I can provide a service. <laughs> but you said that Robert's weird. Yeah, he is. Yeah. But you're not. Well, she's flesh at that point. I don't want. So flesh. he's not weird anymore. No, oh, no. So he's... he wants to fuck a cartoon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he can be any clearer about I'm this. Sorry, thing. I'm sorry. You, I, I, right. I can't believe it's taking that long to get there. It was pretty clear at the start. He was, and I apologise. <laughs> Great. Sometimes I'm just not listening. What around the houses journey? That yeah, was. I know. I should have just asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I want to fuck a cartoon. <laughs> so. Uh, welcome to my first shock. Giselle starts singing and doesn't stop. <laughs> and a horrible realisation dawns on me that this is a musical. Now, come on. I don't like musicals. It's not fully musical. Uh, uh, that, that's, so there's a little no, motif. Like <laughs> and... It. There's three songs or something. Yeah, that's three too many. So uh, quite quite good songs. They're as not well. Good songs. Yeah. I think. I, yeah, yeah, not so much this one, but I think the other two are pretty good songs. I mean, they're by legends, aren't they, of the of, of Disney? Yeah, I, I haven't got anything on the musical element other than I hated it. So <laughs> it's important. Okay, Alan sure. Menken is it? It is, is one of them. And uh, Schwartz something. I've got my arms folded at this point. I'm just yep. going to paint you a picture on the sofa. I've got my arms folded. I'm like, I'm oh, cross. ho, 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 enchanted. <laughs> you have got some work to do to win me back. You've got some work to do. So Giselle meets Prince Edward riding his horse Destiny. Do you know who voices the horse Destiny? Frank Welker. Yes! yes! <laughs> Wowza. <laughs> the legend Frank Welker, friend of the show, Frank Welker voices Destiny the Horse. Amazing. We shall be married in the morning, says Prince Edward. Uh, but no, structurally, at least, this film is solid. Uh, bang on the 12-minute mark. <laughs> yeah. She enters a new world. Yeah, also. Bang on 12 minutes. Quite a literally. A whole new world. Yeah. She's pushed into NYC and is made flesh and blood and she is pushed in uh, by the old hag and for some reason one thing i do love about this movie is that numerous times in conversation giselle refers to the old hag as the old hag yeah. <laughs> which not an old woman but an old hag which is a funny gag because that is what old women are called in disney films yeah. and then they t carry that through to the real world solid that's good that's a good gag so do you actually, I would say this. Do you know where a, a lot of jokes like that old hag joke are, are found? Like they're, they're clever jokes like that about fairy tale world and another world. You know, found in this film? No, found in a better film called Shrek. This film needs to be more Give like Shrek. Absolutely, hundred percent. He needs to be able to laugh at the ridiculousness, and it doesn't because Disney are like, whoa, 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 that's a bit close to the bone. I mean, it's like, it's, yeah, it's fair. They do try it because when he's like, laughs quite a lot of the ridiculousness. Yeah, we should be married in the morning, and then they do pick that up later when oh, they're like, oh, we don't know. Each I other. think it does a really good job of undermining because it's, it's careful. Disney don't want to say all these films that you love are awful and stupid yeah. and the message they send out is and the message they send out is really bad about love yeah. but in, in really gently all the way through this they do a really good job of of explaining to you why this is about you you're ta don't take away lessons yeah. from Sleeping I mean, Beauty you, so and Snow White got, and Cinderella you've got a niece yes is she obsessed with disney princesses because all I mm -hmm. hear from parents of girls is that it's an ongoing battle to stop them from falling into this disney 
pit where they just want to dress up like my two nieces they cannot stop like it's they're obsessed it's and an it's addiction well a little bit but then you talk to them about like what's so cool about Elsa and Anna like what's like what's amazing and you get as far as like well they're sisters and then what it's like oh they've got pretty dresses and they live in a castle and it's like, yeah but they're quite empowered aren't they they get a prince as well I'm sure but, uh, Frozen are quite yeah. empowered though aren't they but more so than, than has this. gone before yeah uh, no uh, what's what's it if they're only into unicorns because that's all she wants to talk about is that a good sign I don't know no I okay guess. I'm sure it's fine yeah. she's, she's got be... she's got a sticker album for the World Cup so maybe it'll be football next she's got she's got a Jack Grealish oh listen the school sent a message she's not allowed to take those stickers to school really you know, is that, is that, are you really passing on actual information from there? school just in case he doesn't know because that's all really you spend your lunch hours doing they'll right? take them off her they got, will, they got, will they're got, got, down. got got knee got knee yeah. got got can, why, I have, can I have your phone why are you not allowed stickers in school that's like a wholesome thing that you I used know. to do in the playground well, have you got a shiny I've got a shiny in yeah. this yeah. they said that the kids shiny. are just getting upset about it and some kids are just getting upset so they don't want to because they don't have stickers they don't have it or they can't get what they need and it's stressing them out oh my god <laughs> Oh my god! But they're worried about the anxiety of children oh god, not yeah. being able to get the stick. The whole point yeah. is that you have a, a cupboard years later full of half full sticker <laughs> albums that you don't give a fuck about. But at the time, it seemed like the biggest deal in the world. Yeah. It's about it's an, it's understanding that the world isn't just going to give you what you need. It's a valuable fucking did you, life did lesson. Did you ever did you ever complete a sticker album? No, 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 no one ever has. I did, but it wasn't a football one. It was for Basil, the Great Mouse Detective. Oh, bless you. <laughs> Did that, in fact, that was that like three pages long or something? No, 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 no. I was, I guess, I was really into it that summer. <laughs> was anybody else? Did we just buy yourself? Got, 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 got. I mean, it was filled with footballers, but <laughs> I've got a Fifle Goes West one. You oh, <laughs> I need, I need a couple for that one. Yeah, uh, Kevin Lima says in an interview with USA Today when he was asked directly about Shrek and enchanted similarities to it that Shrek has a tendency to beat up on Disney. This is just the opposite. We lovingly embrace Disney. Big mistake. Huge. <laughs> it's just... It just needs a little more edge. Anyway, Giselle emerges into Times Square. Obviously, Times Square, famously busy. Uh, but uh, because it was fine for people to look at her because she's dressed in that ridiculous dress, a lot of those people in that shot are just tourists in New York going, what? Cool. And only the extras are in the front row. Gosh, I don't think you'd even look twice in New York. <coughs> yeah, that's normal. <laughs> Uh, especially Times Square. Uh, do you know the only movie that's ever been able to shut down Times Square for filming? Ghostbusters 2. No. No. Vanilla Sky. No. Oh. <laughs> do you know why? Because Tom Cruise went to Mayor Giuliani and went, yeah, I'm going to shut down Times Square. <laughs> Mayor Giuliani was like... He looked actually... in his eyes and was like, that's fine. That's fine. I'm yeah. under your spell. The, the actual truth was, Mayor Giuliani was, was like, it's fine, but Cameron Crowe, I've heard you do too many takes, so I'm worried about you. <laughs> What? Yeah, that's true. Mayor Giuliani had been informed that Cameron Crowe does a lot of... Can you imagine being in that room going, what's happening? What's happening here? Uh, Yeah, Yeah, I I do have a long working day, but, you know, it's what I signed up for, so please don't worry about it. Uh, uh, Right, we'll carry on uh, enjoying Enchanted together after this break. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. So this is the first time we get to see Amy Adams as the real-life Giselle, and I will say she is very very good. She's brilliant. She's brilliant because I honestly think playing that character, that naive character, and not making them annoying oh after two hours Impossible. is very, very hard. Yeah. Um, especially, and I think this is the thing, especially when this isn't an out-and-out comedy. Yeah. At least I really hope it's not meant to be. No. But, like, you can do that if you've got, like, gag after gag. Like, Will <laughs> Ferrell in Elf playing a similar sort of naive person in the yeah. big city. Yeah. That's all about the comedy. But here, it's a romance. And so to actually still pull this off, full credit yeah, to her. She, yeah, she's, she's taking everything literally like Elf does, like Buddy does. And yet she just twists it enough that mm. it's fine. It's almost acceptable the yeah, way she's talking completely. and behaving. Yeah, it's such a performance. It's amazing. Now, while I, unlike you, do find Patrick Dempsey, Dempsey dreamy, mm. he doesn't work for me as Robert in this film. Because he's not got a jumper on. <laughs> That's all it is. It's because, and to borrow the elf thing again, he needs to be more James Caan in that movie. I just don't buy him as a cynical like man who doesn't believe in love. He, like, I need to see that. The movie literally says that to me. It goes, this is who he is. He actually says, I I don't believe in love and it's like oh he's a cynic my dad and you're like you've told me but he's not behaving like that he just seems like a really regular guy yeah, just like there's, there's no arc for him he's the same person at the start and the end he just falls in love and, and, and obviously that's why they've given him the job of the divorce lawyer so every day he's watching people falling out of love mm, and yeah. so I, I do think it's weird though so his 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 missus ran off yeah but they really make you think she's dead for a little while. <laughs> oh my god, they so do. Why do they do that? Because well, also, why not? Everybody else does that in this industry. Like, yeah. I'm afraid my wife died. Were you happy? And I'm such she a, wasn't fridged. I was happy about it because it's like I'm such a great dad because the woman died mm. and I didn't just immediately <laughs> abandon the child. And fucking, just the child eats <laughs> yeah. regularly and lives with me, and I occasionally give her a hug. Mm. So brilliant. I just. Um, 
Yeah, the scene where he's like, oh yeah, she left. I was like, okay, that's just like mandatory at this point where it's like, you're a great dad. Sorry, you're a great man because you've done some actual dadding and this woman has like <laughs> abandoned her child. I did think... Oh yeah, that's interesting. How do you feel about that? Yeah. That she's not dead, but she's a bitch. She is a nightmare. <laughs> that poor, she's like, I've never been shopping with my mum. And it's like, God, she doesn't even see you. That's it happens. It, it happens. It does happen. It does. It does. It does. I liked his assistant though, um, Robert's assistant like oh, yeah, she's, she's a, she should stay in her fucking lane I mean. she's like <laughs> i think we're not just she's overreaching and this and this and you don't believe in this and whatever it's like and she also doesn't know where andalusia is which is ridiculous. <laughs> she's like she says she's from andalusia or something if she was from andalusia you'd be okay because it's a real place is it andalusia yeah. Oh, wait, it's Andalusia, but she calls it Andalusia. Yeah, she's like, she's from Ander something. <laughs> Andalusia. Go there, then. <laughs> she's a Disney person, isn't she? I've no idea. I thought you'd come out. I didn't bother. to say, oh, uh, There's loads of cameos of people oh, who yeah. uh, did. So I think she's the voice of the Little Mermaid or something, maybe. Is she? Yeah, a lot of the women in the film in bit parts are famous Disney voices. Really? Mm, yeah. That's why you've got weird moments where sort of older ladies suddenly have lines out of nowhere, and it's because they were in films oh, from the 60s and cute. 70s. Uh, as Alex will, I'm sure, will share with us. You'd like that, wouldn't you? Um, we'll be <laughs> recording an extra show after this episode, uh, dropping on Saturday, which is all the cameos from Disney voices <laughs> in this movie. It's going to, we'll do it. It'll happen. Uh, right then. So uh, we find out Robert's getting married, and. Um, Nancy, thank you. Uh, we find out more about getting married to Nancy. Uh, so they meet, though, uh, Robert and Giselle as uh, she's trying to climb inside uh, the billboard of the Palace Casino and he catches her. And his daughter Morgan insists they bring her back to the apartment because she needs help. Now, there's a big awkward moment coming up here, which you do need to see because this is a rom-com and he's caught her and she he's getting married and she needs somewhere to go. I need to see the moment where he goes, okay, come back to the apartment. Like, and it doesn't. It just cuts. Oh, okay. It just cuts away. I'm like, that's the moment where it's sort of everything changes. Like, he's actually gone, yes, come back to the apartment. And her reaction to being invited back to the apartment. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he, he just, missing. he puts her in the apartment to use the phone to get her a car. Mm. But then, because so this is where it doesn't do the the business that it should, the promise of the premise and all of that. Like, if you're going to sort of rinse Disney a little bit, she falls asleep. And because she's a Disney princess, she sleeps very beautifully and very still. Mm. And so he changes his mind. It's like, oh, that's gross. Told like, you. It, it is yeah. gross. Yeah. It is gross. He, he's on the phone to the taxi people yeah. and he's watching her sleeping yeah. and changes his mind. And she's got this, imp- <laughs> she, you know, Disney princesses, when you get into it, it's like they, you know, they're making you strive for a perfection, even though they're cartoons. It's not real. And sleep, no one sleeps like that i don't think um and so it's not fair for her to be perfect in that way she should sleep like a normal woman (laughs) now that she's in the real world and he still lets her stay but she doesn't just do this light sort of pretend to sleep yeah and you can only see where one of his hands is because he's only got one hand i'm telling you creepy weirdo There's a whole subtext to Robert we don't discuss in this uh, in this film. Prince Edward arrives! Yay, James Marsden. Very good. With Pip the Chipmunk, who can't talk. Good, this bit, when he arrives. Um, I enjoy his performance. I like him as well. Uh, I, I do think, again, it misses a trick here, which is he's a Disney prince with no sense of doubt about his own morality and probably no real understanding of death so much and the idea of him putting a sword to a construction worker's throat it feels dangerous 
And it feels like if you're going to do that, then there needs to be consequences that he doesn't realise happen in this world, where the police arrest him. I want yeah. to see his sword taken off him, him go to jail and have to be bailed out by Nathaniel the following day. Yeah, that's a good idea. I think it's. I think you need to see consequences of waving a sword around on top of a bus <laughs> in central New York. You, he should get shot. I don't think he should get shot, but no, I do see your point. I just, it's a breakdown in realism. It's just this, this fantasy character running riot. He's stabbed an old woman shopping through the roof of a bus. No consequences. Yeah, but it's funny. Uh, it goes on too long. It's all... There's belly of this steel beast. So, uh, if you hadn't guessed already, at this point, the film has yet to win me back. But thank <laughs> God yeah. for this Until. next scene. Oh my. This <laughs> is when the movie works. So... It's brilliant because we've actually already seen this scene in Andalasia done by Giselle at the start of the film. She's made the call. The beautiful Wonderland critters have arrived <laughs> and they've helped her make the dress. It's fantastic. So this is not only a callback, but it 100% shows the difference between real and cartoon lands because instead of gorgeous woodland creatures, it's rats, pigeons and cockroaches that turn up to help clean the house. So good. Loved it. It's brilliant. It's so good. And I don't like musicals, yeah. but I love this. And it takes the piss, doesn't it? I mean, you wouldn't expect a normal Disney musical number to end with a pigeon eating a cockroach. And that's the bit where this film won me over. That's the bit where I actually laughed out loud. Yeah. I literally guffawed <laughs> because it's just such a clever gag because the pigeon is caught up in fantasy land because of this song. And the minute the song stops, it reverts to being a regular I, pigeon. I'm having that. <laughs> it's just like I'm going to eat my former cockroach friend because yeah. I'm just a pigeon again. Yeah. Oh, Good. I could do without her touching plug hole hair, though. Oh, are you weird about that? I, I mean, if it's my own or a partner's. When is it not your own or a partner's? Just a big when you're cleaning someone else's flat, like in this fucking movie. When are you cleaning someone else's flat? You see, you've never been around to clean. How much do you make from this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> He's coming back to mine tonight. I love it. I get off the, on the, it. The bath won't drain. <laughs> <laughs> never got any head hair. So oh, what you, the you've seen talking for about. For fuck's sake. You've seen the rest of me, Vicky, you bloody idiot. <laughs> oh, that's true. I forgot. Bloody it's so, idiot. It's so misleading. I'm more hair than man. You are. <sighs> <laughs> uh, but then it, they follow that up with uh, her coming out of the shower, him walking in on mm. her. He doesn't leave. No, I'm not. And I know what you were saying about creepy, Robert. Creepy My notes, window. honestly, I'm not sure Robert is a good guy. He's not. Because <laughs> he's staring he's at her. There's a moment, there's a scene later where he talks to her in a toweling dressing gown and he's like one second away from putting his foot upon the coffee table and going, <laughs> see anything you like? But in this scene, just, just talk to her through the door. Oh, just sorry. Oh, sorry. It, we, we, it's fine. Because like you say, she's too childlike to know what's happened. Mm. Yeah, okay, that is weird. I'm upset He's a troubling, troubling man. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Nathaniel now, Timothy Spall, enters the real world. Uh, he's fine. And Pip finds out he's going to poison Giselle by making her bite an apple, which will send her to sleep because he loves the Queen. Uh, Pip's impression of trying to convey so good. this to Edward. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't decide whether I was just on a high after the pigeon eating a cockroach no, gag. It's, yeah. it's funny. Very he's funny. great. So... Time to undo all the goodwill that this film had brought up with 
possibly one of the most awful, cringy song and dance numbers I've ever seen oh, as an adult. It. It's no, very good. It, yeah. works. it works. It's it works vomit. on lots of different levels. It so, makes. I don't know why it works. It doesn't it does. make any sense, though. So just come with me, because I do have a really good reason. It's not just me going, I didn't like it. You've come from rats, pigeons and cockroaches. Uh, to suddenly Central Park being full of New Yorkers who just want to sing and dance with Giselle. Okay, they're caught up in the song like the pigeons, rats and cockroaches. Well, she's were. spreading a bit of magic to all of them. But you, why are there construction workers who don't look like actual New York construction workers? Why do they look like they're fresh out of dance school wearing matching spotless overalls and matching hard hats? I want to see real New York dragged yeah. in to a fantasy song and dance number, not a fantasy song and dance number with fictional people who would never be in Central Park. It's a fair point. Thanks very much. But a very good scene. <laughs> I don't like the song. It's very I don't enjoyable. Like the scene. I think it's a good song. I like the fact that it's using this sort of the, it's multicultural New York you're seeing and the song is using sort of music from different parts that you don't normally hear in Disney. I think it's trying to do something different. Make them look like New Yorkers, they're not like um, dance school um, people. Sure, you've made that point. I know, Just and I'm making it again. I'm, I'm buttoning this bit with that. Uh, it's a good musical number, though. It's not really, though. Okay, fine. You like you want you want the musical number? Right, let's find out the fucking rules of these apples. So, <laughs> Giselle is meant to eat an apple, which is going to send her to sleep for years. By all accounts, when she eats the apple at the end, we should watch her throat dissolve. <laughs> Is that right? Because it melts through a cycling helmet and... Yeah. I mean, the big, a guy. the big question, the big elephant in the room is if Queen Narissa wanted to kill her with an apple, you could have just done it before the wedding. Why have you pushed her <laughs> in a well in the first place? <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't like the fact that these apples, uh, like you said, with the golden ticket, the, the special magic yeah. ticket on Monday, it's like establish the rules of your MacGuffin. Yes. You can't just have it do whatever is right for that moment in the no. film. So, Robert and Giselle go on a date to a pizza restaurant where they haven't eaten a single slice of the pizza in front of them. Does that make you cross? It makes me furious. It's just like a rookie <laughs> mistake. Because also, I wouldn't have minded, except that pizza doesn't exist in Disney cartoons. You yes. want to see Giselle go, what is this? This is fantastic pizza. How do we not have this in Andalusia? Because pizza's think, a classic New York I thing. Think, I think you'll find spaghetti exists in Lady and the Tramp. That's just a fact. Sure, 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 sure. There's a famous scene involving it, in fact. But I don't remember when the tramp goes, do you want a slice of pepperoni? It's killing me trying to think of a Disney film where it's got pizza in it. I, just, I, I just need, gave I need, you pasta. I need a few minutes. I, 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 I like it when you go on those dates that are so good, you just forget... Aristocats! I think it's in Aristocats. <laughs> yeah, I think so. You'll just say anything right now. Yeah, sure, sure. Um... <laughs> But yeah. you, you're getting on so well with your partner that you just don't eat anything. You're just talking. <laughs> it's just so romantic. Do let us know. Make that the Clash question on Wednesday. Clash Q. That's the Clash Q. Have you ever gone on a date where you've loved it so much you haven't eaten a single mouthful no, of food? just bring me apple martini. <laughs> Actually, I have done that. Shall we just drink tonight? Oh. So... Robert has a conversation with Giselle uh, the following morning, like I said, in a toweling dressing gown. Uh, Edward turns up and tries to kill him, which means he almost died in a toweling dressing gown. That's your worst nightmare. Jack Palance, Batman. <laughs> uh, he goes out in his fucking dressing gown. It's, mm. oh, it's has depressing. he got socks on? Have I made that up? I think you made that up. He's got like, those leather... Ooh. Those leather... F- Slippers. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it. <laughs> it was wow. a real yawn, but I have heard it. <laughs> oh, it was a real yawn. It was, oh, that's okay. It, was, it wasn't fake. So, 
She insists now to Prince Edward they go on a date before they return to Andalusia. It goes badly. Uh, so let's be clear about this. Giselle, oh, lovely, sweet, naive, innocent Giselle, is now, with the help of Robert's daughter Morgan, going to go and break up an engagement at a public <laughs> venue. She's so fucking sweet. She's so sweet and innocent. She, no, she yeah, is okay, the enough. most adorable homewrecker <laughs> to ever be in a Disney film. It is hard, isn't it? Because Nancy is... Lovely. She's not... Yeah, I wanted... Uh, I wanted Nancy to be a bit... I would still like that she gets a happy ending, but it would be better if she was more of a villain because she's... Adina a, um, Menzel's a brilliant comedy actress, obviously, so give her set pieces where she's the thwarted evil stepmother. And also it means that Giselle isn't just really destroying what seems like a very functional, happy relationship. I know, but I like seeing the other woman not being... Evil. I know, I know. You know. Yeah, that's true. I think yeah. you would have complained if it had been I that. Would, yeah. Yeah, it I would. Had, it's painfully obvious from the very start that Edward and Nancy are going to get together. I yeah. mean, this is, this is one of my problems with this whole movie. It's like there are no surprises in the entire runtime. Not yeah. a single one. Well, even if you're a child watching it. Yeah, fine. Well, make children watch it. Don't make me watch it. <laughs> We do children's films all the time. Not like this. Not like this. Like I said, this is like this is like the less than a giant. year old. This is for children less than a year old. This is something because for babies. Yeah, babies who like bright for colours. Infants. Things just noises and things happening. Like noises happening. They probably oh. for, for children that can't sit up. This is for them. Is it? I don't know. You've got those those funny chairs that you plonk them in or something. Just roll them towards the screen and go look. It's a purple dragon. Do you like the colour purple? Do they speak? I don't Nathan- even know. You've got Nathaniel having his existential crisis. That's yeah, not for babies. Sire, Sire, do you like yourself? Yeah. What a heartbreaking moment that is. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Suddenly, and, and it's a very funny way of undermining Disney cartoons. But, you know, the, 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 the villain's henchmen, why would they let themselves be talked to like that for the, <laughs> the entire life? Nathaniel's able to question that. It's about free will. It's a bit like Arrival last week. <laughs> God, it so is. <laughs> yeah, they've both got Amy Adams in. So, when in doubt, uh, how how to get a, a, a positive message across to the children, as mm-hmm. you say, who are enjoying this movie? What message shall we give them? If you're ever feeling a bit low mm-hmm. or you need to impress, consume, yeah. consume, Go consume. <laughs> yeah. But let's, I mean, not especially to be, if it's someone else's money. To be cynical, you know, Disney are making a pretty penny out of. Um, but this is the thing. I bet there was a massive conversation where they were like, uh, so we've got the scene where they go into the Disney store. We've cut that. Mm, we really need <laughs> yeah, that in it. We do like we that. We love that scene. Yeah. You know, she comes out with a stuffed Mickey. Yeah. But do you like a shopping montage? I love a shopping montage. Oh, okay. Montage. So they've done their job. So, yeah, I love a shopping montage. And when, you know, I, I, this is, hey, hey. I'm a complicated girl, yeah? So I do... Sense. <laughs> if I said that about myself, you, would I... Would I? Would you let me get away with that? But you aren't. Vicky and I both know. Sure. I'm a very simple man. It's very hard to break out of the strictures in which you... Be, I'm 41 and I should be better at it, but there's something in my brain... I've said this to you before. My, me and my sister and my mum, we did go shopping and we did like it. And so when she's like... We're going shopping with like with our mum. I was like, yeah, I get that because your brain just switches off and you can relax and whatever. And we didn't really buy anything. We just sort of drifted around these shops, <laughs> not arguing for once, which is amazing. A very peaceful time. 
but a shopping montage, yes. I was a bit disappointed there weren't any more jokes in it. Like, it is just watching someone buy stuff. But That's I still, enough, though. That's I the know, message. but isn't that bad? Why make it funny? That will distract from the message. But we've all been raised in this late capitalist, consumerist-driven society. It is hard to not get that, that little bur- burst in your brain of, like, that makes me feel good. Mm. It is hard. No? Needed a better song as well. Yeah. It was just a bit of instrumental. I need a good... I need a good shopping montage song for a shopping montage. I mean, yeah, yes. I don't know what it is. I don't really even... Sorry, this is this is for myself. No, do go on. This is not a hot take, but, you know, the consumer society in which we live makes you think that all your problems can be solved by shopping, that, that short burst no, of pleasure. When you're, actually, you're right, some, you're of right. your, some of your problems yeah. can be solved by it. <laughs> it. It was just for you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Right, shall we kick it up again for the climax now? Because enter Queen Narissa. I was actually wondering who it was going to be. I don't know whether the names came up at the start, and I was just like, ugh, what's this? But I wasn't sure if it... I, what's this cast list? <laughs> what's this starring Anne? Um, I, I thought it might be Kathleen Turner. Uh, I had my heart set on Kathleen Turner, but Susan Sarandon, very good. Uh, she heads to the ball. Yeah, when she turns into the old lady, do you, think, do you think the producers of... Bull Durham was saying, oh, we don't need the five hours of makeup. She's fine yeah. without. <laughs> Have you seen her? <laughs> Disgusting monster. <laughs> you might listen, need to listen to that Bull Durham episode to get that. That's not what Chris thinks. I don't yeah. think that. I do not think that. I said quite the opposite yeah. last week. Chris is talking as though he's a producer <laughs> of yes. Bull Durham. That's the joke. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, Giselle eats the apple and it doesn't burn through her throat because it was a, a, a different one of the five apple... I, Anyway, so she falls into a deep sleep. Only true love's kiss can wake her. Edward tries. Oh, surprise, no dice. And Nancy, God, love Nancy, because this is what any woman would do in this moment. She's engaged to Robert, Mm -hmm. but she says, kiss her, Robert. Yeah. It's okay. I I got quite emotional when she said that. It's to save her life. And she She she, understood. and 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 she understood. She understood that she has lost... Mm. And that she's acting against her own free will because she's in a movie that's told. And she to do looks, it. and she looks so sad. She, she, she acts quite well in that scene. I got emotional. Well, she's, don't don't worry. We've got a bollock Cinderella reference coming up where she puts on a shoe. So that'll be fun. That shoe looks so cheap. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> Did you not think? Like I it's just, meant to be a glass shoe, and it's clearly a perspex <laughs> stripper shoe. But it like, undoes any attraction Edward has to her for who she is. It's like he's just gone. Oh, this is part of my programming as a prince. So. <laughs> I like you because a shoe fits you. <laughs> Just a little public service announcement here. Don't kiss people who are asleep unless it's genuinely to save their life, like in Enchanted. Carry on. Or to, or to wake them up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, just before we get to the uh, the, the very end, uh, we have a very big, boring fight with the CGI dragon. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It I wasn't agree great. as well. It I wasn't was, great. It's, it makes no sense. It feels a bit like going through the motions. But whereas if you'd been described that, you would think, oh, that's how this should end. What a great thing! But when you, in reality, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you read it on the page, it would be good, wouldn't it? But you get to button everything because she Giselle saves Robert the way she was saved by the prince which is the sharp object like by the wrist so mm. he doesn't fall down so it's a call back to the beginning which I did really appreciate yeah that, that, is, was good. that is good yeah. but it is daft that this dragon's like we'll go to the roof for no reason mm. yeah 
Uh, right, well, um, <laughs> right. Giselle and Robert are happy. Nancy and Edward are happy. Now, I, I love a movie that uh, that leaves you on a high. It saves the best gags. <laughs> the best gags. Right. You've definitely come with an agenda, but I think I'm going to enjoy this. <laughs> the, the best gags are, are for the credit sequence. Just so, as, you, as you're walking out, you're just sort of like, oh, do you know what? There were bits I didn't love, but actually that's great. What a, What an ending. So apparently there's a great phone signal in Andalusia. Uh, that's uh, the, the cartoon Nancy. Uh, it's a great phone signal here. Now, initially, I like this because I'm like, that's amazing. She can still work from Andalusia, <laughs> which I thought was great. Like she wasn't just going to be Edward's bride, but a working woman contactable in New York. in Andalusia. She smashes a phone yeah. immediately. Well, she's so, rich now. The, the, the gag is... You don't see a mobile phone in a Disney cartoon. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? A mobile phone in a Disney cartoon in Andalusia, in a fairy no, tale kingdom. She's, she's embracing the animated world. She's giving up her mortal coils. Uh, Alex. So that's what, that's what that is. <laughs> Who's got more than one next. coil, you greedy beggar? Uh, Daniel uh, writes a self-help book. Yeah. To get laid. That's the suggestion. He's surrounded by hot chicks. Yeah, uh, that's what Question with Nathaniel. We didn't talk about him much, but is does he like boys or girls or the queen? I couldn't figure out because I think there's a couple of times I'm looking for my prince and everyone sort of makes a joke about it. And then at the apartments, I feel like, who's Nathaniel interested in? That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't think women, to be honest. You didn't? I thought he was. But he loves the queen. He loves the queen, but it's a, it's a power thing. Okay, just checking because this is going to affect one of my chambers. Okay. Thank okay, you. Okay, uh, so... <laughs> Why have one book gag in your credit sequence when you can have two well, you in only a do, row? You only do that if the second one is fucking brilliant. It's so funny. It's so funny. Pip's written his memoir, Silence isn't golden. Oh God. Can we, can we, can we, have we got some alternates for this? Because we're going to spend a lot of money animating it. Have we got any alternates? Uh, and uh, as we discussed weirdly on the Bull Durham episode, isn't it fun just to see people dancing awkwardly <laughs> at the end? Um, yeah, of, of that scene. So it's the family dancing around the apartment. I wrote down um, unbearable. <laughs> I, I just, I just couldn't watch it. It made me feel sick. But you know what they do do, and I am genuinely upset about it. I think it's a bit, it's a bit gross. So Giselle's job then is making these fucking Disney princess costumes for little kids. <laughs> And that's outrageous because they're a scourge on the planet's resources. I'm, it's not good for kids. Am I right in I thinking that? I just want Enchanted. I want costume like in movies. God, the stuff you can get is unbelievable. Isn't that Nancy's business she's taken over? Oh, I don't know. That's a good didn't, question. Didn't Nancy do clothes. I think she just slipped into Nancy's life. Okay. Disgust. She's stolen everything. Uh, <laughs> ultimate home run. Wow. I'm not sure, but I'm not, I'm not confirming that. I wanted to check, but... No, I didn't. I missed that. If not, she set it up quickly. Good work. I'm done. Do you yes. want to do the bits? Yeah, oh, so, okay. many, so many, so uh, many. Best scene. So many. <laughs> Chris? Uh, the Happy Working Song, uh, it delivers on the promise of the premise. It captures what the film is. But um, also, I like the bit where he calls them peasants as well. Okay, V. The musical with the vermin of New York City, as just described by my colleague, Chris Tilly. Yeah, well, three for three, because it's the scene that actually works in the movie and yeah, does what the movie's one, meant to do. It's one of the best scenes in the film. It's the only best scene in the film. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Wait, whatever. Uh, most valuable, whatever, V. Amy Adams. 
Because, as we said, it's a batshit role. Imagine the audition. Imagine the things you saw during the audition process. And, you know, she's also, she does a really, this is such a dodgy line to walk. When when Patrick Dempsey's in front of her in that horrible dressing gown and she's like, I'm angry. And it's like, you're aroused. Like, you don't know what that is, but that is what that is. So, But she deals with that really well. Like, she's got to be slightly lustful, mm. even though she's essentially a virginal, virginal? <sighs> virginal child um, without making you feel sick. Like, that's amazing. Chris, um, I will say I was right. I just looked it up. The uh, lady that um, is the secretary is Ariel. Wow. Um, Ariel's singing voice or talking voice, can I ask? Uh, I talking know. voice is fine. Uh, the lady who plays <laughs> the um, pregnant woman in the apartment when they open the door, yes. that's Pocahontas. Wow. Okay. And the woman in the soap opera... Um, on the TV that Nathaniel's watching is Belle from Producing the Beast. Really? So they're all in there. Oh, wow. Uh, but none of them are my most favourite <laughs> whatever. I'm going to miss recording that extra shot. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, James Marsden. Ooh. I think he's really, really funny in this. He was my favourite thing. First time I watched it, favourite thing this time. And as I say, I like it when he says, thank you for taking care of my bride, peasants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was so close, but I'm with Chris on this one. James Marsden, I just think he's so funny. He's a funny man. He's funny. All right, then. <laughs> uh, if only you could see Victoria's face. <laughs> right, what would you change, Chris? Um, well, uh, this is not my change, but I do think it's weird to cast Adina Menzel in a musical and not have her sing. <laughs> they don't make that many musicals. She doesn't make that many, get that many roles. Why do this? It's a very strange thing would to do. Would you not think it was her agent? Like her manager, like you need, we, you know, you are the queen of Broadway, but if you want, you can have everything. She's good at everything. So you have to do a non-singing role. Yeah, but do it in a non-musical then. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> this is a musical. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Hard-hitting, gritty drama. Have you seen her in Good Times? The, uh, your brothers, the Safdie brothers? Oh, yeah. Hi, yeah, yeah, good times. Yeah, yeah. She's fucking awesome. She's good, yeah. She's really she's good. brilliant. She's really good. She's a good actress. Um, I mean, I imagine she's got a song in the new one. In the new, you wouldn't do it twice. <laughs> no, <laughs> the, the new. I good times. I mean, maybe. Uh, uh, no, I think I would have Nathaniel flirting with that troll at the start, and then have that troll be part of the climax and transform. I write down into Cameron Diaz as a Shrek joke, but no. it could be a really hot dude if that's more Nathaniel's yes, thing. I but so. I think Nathaniel's payoff should be um, wanting love and finding love rather than writing a fucking book. <laughs> 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 to get back. <laughs> what would you change, V? Now, this doesn't work at all, but this is what I want. Are you ready? So, okay. <laughs> so, so Pip in Cartoon World is a hard talking for the for Disney smoking n- sh- sh- New Yorker. Right. So the chipmunk Pip is like, hey, what? Impre- insert impression there. Don't no, do it. I can't. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, get me a boy <laughs> Right? Yeah, something like that. Sorry. Hey, I'm walking here. Hey, oh, go on. You nearly I did nearly it. Did it. Go on, go on. God, that felt amazing. No wait, Sorry. All right. So anyway, no, do so, it. I'm not going to do it. Do it. So, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. This is awful. Do it. 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 So anyway, I wanted to see Pip as a real human when Pip pops out the other side. So the miscommunication plot device would need to be tweaked because that's a lot of a lot of it. And so, but in the cartoon world, Pip is a cartoon chipmunk. In the real world, Pip is a cartoon chipmunk. And so I wanted Pip to turn into a human being. Fine. Who do you cast as Pip? Well, uh, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> Danny 
yeah. and that would be another connection yeah yeah, yeah that would have been yes, great turning to be yeah. done yeah that's I what that. i want yeah. that's is, that, it. is it just because he's small i guess he does no. have the accent doesn't he it's because he, he he does a good line in cartoon animals <laughs> yeah. oh okay uh, my change is just go big or go home Disney needs to laugh at itself more and really take a step forward by poking fun at some of its outdated tropes from the 90s. This reminds me of that BBC show, W1A, where oh, the BBC okay. goes, oh, we're going to mock our own mismanagement, yeah. but, but but not really, so <laughs> we, we have to still appear like we know what we're doing. Yeah. So just, just sort of have a little bit of soft fun. Don't make us actually look bad. So, yeah, just own it, Disney, for once. Just sort of go all in and go... I mean, yeah, we made some mistakes. We sent some bad messages out there. But they they can't because those messages, are, they haven't altered their messaging that much over the last few. They're like, a, oh, you know. It's literally a film about telling us how messed up the idea of love is in all their previous films. And it completely undermines that. So it does do it. Yeah. It redresses the balance in that respect. But they, then it still was, I, you know, the, the market for selling costumes to children is significant and it can't help itself at the end. It's like, get you know, have all these fairy princess dresses. Like, I just found that a bit disappointing. All right. Well, any more for any more? No. Okay, then. Oh, it's the verdict! <laughs> Yay! You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! <laughs> Uh, sorry, listeners, we haven't conked out. Uh, that wasn't a mistake. Oh, it was only a short pause. That wasn't that bad. No, it, was it, was, it was perfect. Was he perfect? It wasn't. Brilliant. No, the perfect amount of time to get it wrong for. <laughs> Progress. Okay. So that bit's done now, so you don't speak. So <laughs> these are my choices this week. Um, I, uh, yeah, or yours, or which they always are. So uh, I think I will go first because I've written very, very little because I'm not going to even pretend that there was any issue in choosing. The last action hero, last action hero is bad. Enchanted is joyful. That's that. Enchanted. So uh, you can go next. next. Put your hand up. Sure, sure. Uh, Enchanted, I've had a bit of a go of it. It's fine Hmm. if you're a baby. (laughs) If you're pre-verbal, it's, I don't... If, if you like, if you, if you don't understand language, put Enchanted on and it'll be fine. It'll be just noises, like pleasant sounds and, and colours happening to you. Uh, it's just not funny enough considering the fish out of what potential of turning Disney characters into flesh and blood in New York. It's completely bereft of any surprises. Then again... The bit where the pigeon eats a cockroach is fucking brilliant. And a surprise. It's so good. <laughs> Fine. It has a surprise in it. Amazing. Last Action Hero is not as bad as its legacy suggests, but it isn't great. Charles Dance is brilliant, plus the old-school in-camera action from John McTiernan is good. There's a brilliant movie explosion where a house blows up. Look, ultimately, Enchanted just wasn't for me. It is for children. Last Action Hero might also be for kids because it's so messed up. It's for people like me as well. And so I think I'm going to go with Last Action Hero because also all the songs in Enchanted are shit. And Last Action Hero is ACDC. Big gun on the soundtrack. When I brought it up on Amazon thing, Mm. you know, the... Oh, the, the trivia what, bits, whatever. I was looking for something. It said it was a tribute band. It didn't say it was actual ACDC. No, it's, no, it's, 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 okay, I remember. Right. I'm yeah. just saying, well, Amazon have got it wrong then. Big so gun! Just take it I over remember, Yeah, I remember it was on MTV all the time. It's great. I'm done. 
Uh, Chris. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I won't stick around long. Uh, in spite of the fact it's about a filthy homewrecker, I'm going to vote for Enchanted because it has the charm that Last Action Hero lacks and because it isn't a piece of shit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I changed what I'd written. I was like, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> it really is. It really is. And it's good for me because I've had this journey with Shane Black since we started doing this podcast. I used to think he was just a douche, like unbelievably gifted, but just a bit of a douche. Then it turns out he's not. He's like humble and he's got wisdom. And I was like, I'm, you know, I'm in trouble with this because it's like, I want to think that you're a bit of a dickhead. So it's good because it's taken the sheen off him for a while. He was going through a lot in the 90s and he was doing a lot in the 90s and I think that contributed (laughs) (laughs) to this. Well, we have a winner and the winner is Last Enchanted. It's Enchanted, obviously. Enchanted won, but don't forget, you can have your say and tell us how right or wrong you think we got it when the listener poll goes up on Twitter. It's one poll I don't expect to win. So that is our Twitter account, at ClashPod. Right, let's look ahead to next week. Uh, The clue I gave on Monday was fighting with the family. So, next week, from 2010, we are doing the fighter versus, from 2011, Warrior. <laughs> I haven't seen them, so is that the movie, Chris? Warrior? Warrior. <laughs> Warrior! Warrior, right, Warrior. Uh, so, the fighter was on Netflix when I checked on Sunday, and on Sky, otherwise it's on Amazon. Warrior is on Sky, and I think it was... One ninety nine to rent on Amazon. It was. When, when I looked. And then I looked again last night and it seemed to have gone. But then I looked again today and it might be back. So it's available a few places. But try Amazon first because it's a cheaper rental than a lot of the other sites. So there you wow. go. Wow. So you, we only just did a couple of sports movies. You want to do more sports movies? I can't wait. Yeah. Such a surprise. <laughs> that is weird. Yeah. yeah well done. Yeah. Another Amy Adams for me. Brilliant. <clears throat> yeah. I love, love, love the... Uh, the democracy of the deciding on this podcast. It's wonderful. In fairness, you are present when it happens. It's not his fault. I know. It's my, it's my own apathy that has got us here. All right, then. In the meantime, before we come back next week, do subscribe to us if you haven't already. Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. I'm sure most of you have, but if you've got a friend who likes movies, tell them to subscribe as well, and we'll grow the Clash Podders army tenfold. And we'll be back on Monday, then, with part one of next week's Clash Pairing as we talk the fighter have a lovely weekend bye-bye clash of the titles is a stack production and part of the acast creator network small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.